0: What up everybody? This is Daryl Woods with the Master Your Day, Master Your Life podcast, where we deconstruct the day of the exceptionally successful and help you to live your masterful 24 hours. And today it's a recap show. We got Jamika, the wife, the mommy to be, as y'all heard in that last recap video, the the uh, uh Forex trader extraordinaire. How you doing, Jamika?
1: I'm doing great. It's it's a good day to be alive.
0: It's a good day. Every day is a good day to be alive. Uh, we, we got a recap show, y'all. And if you're not familiar with the recap show, what we do is we take our last interview and we deconstruct the interview and just talk about some of the points um, from that interview. Last interview, we had a great, great sit down with Dr. Tim Yen, Dr. Tim Yen from the San Francisco Bay Area. It was absolutely amazing. And the name of it is The True Social Dilemma. The True Social Dilemma. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw the movie, The Social Dilemma on Netflix, but it just talks about um, social media and the effects it has on us and just the different things that they're doing to get our attention. And really, it's causing a lot of addiction uh, for some people. So that, that whole entire episode... We touch on that um, on, on heavily. So, But today, we're going to deconstruct that episode. We're going to take three main points from the episode and just have a back and forth uh, with the episode. But first, I got an upfront question with Jameika. yes, how would you enjoy the interview?
1: It was really good. Um, I love the perspective. Obviously, this is our first time having a doctor. But then also getting the perspective of the doctor who sees people with yeah. different situations, Going through different moments in their life, ups and downs, and relating that back to how we can have control over it or how we can change it.
0: No, that's absolutely good. It, it, he was he was the first doctor we've had on the show. The uh, funny part about that, um, that interview is I didn't, like when I saw the Social Dilemma movie, I didn't make the connection that he made. You know, because the movie was so, it's a very good movie, but it was also very slanted meaning they had one thing they wanted to get across, and they got it across really, really good, but they didn't show the other side of it. I think Dr. Tim did a really good job of showing the other side of um, addiction and and just being addicted to your phone, that type of thing. And we're going to go into one of the clips where he talks about that. What do you think?
1: Uh, I think that's great. Hopefully, everyone has seen the movie, or this
0: is a spoiler alert. Well, I mean kinda <laughs> yeah yep. even,
1: even whatever we say it's still worth going to
0: watch it's, it's definitely worth going to watch because the world is is getting more and more like the social dilemma uh, yeah and I, I don't I don't see it getting any better so you might as well would know what's going on in the world
1: yeah I think um obviously we're probably about to dig into this a little later but um sometimes we can get the perspective that we don't have we're not we don't have control or any responsibility of what's happening yeah. to us or we're feeling like someone else is controlling us versus um his perspective was more on we can be responsible of what's happening
0: exactly yep and we are going to get into one of those clips but you know you might be asking what does this have to do with mastering my day everything right cuz when it comes to mastering your day you got to have control over where you put your attention If something else has your attention, then you're not going to be productive. Um, uh, Productivity is all all about putting your attention towards one thing until you get success in that one thing. But if your attention is scattered across social media, scattered across um, worry and scattered across the drama, and, and you got a lot of different things going on, then of course, you're not going to be productive. Of course, you're not going to master your day. So let's, let's go into this first clip with Dr. Tim. Here we go.
2: I remember that I had this weird thought that came to mind, which was I did not want to be some generic Asian. And I know this is going to sound kind of weird, right? But yeah. you know, Asians kind of have that stereotype where we're just all about school, right? All about careers and whatnot. And I just didn't want to be a square. I don't know. I just like wanted to do something that not everyone else in my class did.
0: Man, I love this clip from Dr. Tim. It's, it's kind of a, a short nugget and it's like a it's a hidden gem for me. Um, but what he said was he had to define what he did not want to be. You know, see, a lot of times in life we say, what do you want? What do you want to be? You got to think about that. But there's also another side of that. It, you got to decide what you don't want to be, meaning you got to get a resolve about what you don't want to be in life. If you're uh, broke, you got to say, man, I don't want to be broke no more. If you if you're uh, consider yourself overweight, you got to say, I don't want to be overweight anymore. Now, it doesn't mean put all your attention and energy into what you don't want to be, but you got to at least draw the line and say that this is not where I'm going to be.
1: Yeah, and um, like for, for me, and I, I can imagine for many uh, others, is that sometimes when you get fed up with something or it's like, Hey, I don't want this anymore. That's probably your biggest motivator. <laughs> it is. It, it
0: actually is Uh, scientifically, right? If you look at, um, it, it says that the human uh, fear of losing something is greater than the desire to have more meaning, um, you know, our desire can drive us, but really if we have a, a an angst, a, a disgust about something, it'll drive us in even more. So you gotta start hating, okay? <laughs> you gotta start like I, I know this sounds weird, but you gotta hate certain parts of your life that that's not producing results. Like if you're if you're broke, busting, disgust, you gotta hate that. Like you 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 gotta get a negative energy towards that and push yourself away from it. Obviously, I'm not saying just walk around be angry all day every day, but there's a certain you, you guys know what I mean. But there's a certain uh, resolve that you can create when you just say, "Man, I'm." Not going to be that person. I'm not going to be this in life. What do you think, Jamika?
1: Yeah, and I think if you, I think what also he talked about was challenging the norm. Yes. And that was like, he said it, not me, but being a generic Asian, right? Yeah. And um, going to school for so many years. So he was just so motivated to just not be the norm and to really challenge what society thought about him and really push to what he felt. He could do go past outside that box no
0: that's good and there is a norm and you know whether you feel it or not you know it some could be people, a
1: norm in your family
0: oh that's good
1: it doesn't have to be society it could just be
0: what what is a family norm oh man you're going deep today Jamaica. <laughs> Really? <laughs> so so question for you guys like what's the norm in your family that that got you stuck What's the norm in um, uh, your your circle of friends that got you stuck? What's the norm that you have that's gotten you to where you are right now? If you accept that norm, like Dr. Tim, he could have just accepted, "I'm an Asian, I'm just, I'm an Asian, I'm just gonna go along and do what we do." But he didn't accept accept that norm. So everywhere around us, there's different norms or averages or whatever you want to call it, but it's pushing us down to a certain level. If we don't break through that norm, we'll never see the success that we want to see.
1: Well, the other side of that is there's nothing wrong with norms because maybe it's just that norm. You're, I don't want that norm anymore. Oh my goodness. And so you got to get around people that have a different norm. You
0: got to get, you got to get a new normal. (laughs) (laughs)
1: So There's nothing wrong with normal It's just, if you don't want to be in that, that bucket anymore and that normal then you have to find out what your new normal is
0: i'm gonna say that it's virtually impossible to create a new norm if everything around you is the same norm you know Um, (laughs) i know we're talking in circles yeah (laughs) you understand yeah i I think they understand but it's simple right if you if you i mean we've heard this since we were in kindergarten birds of the feather of a feather flock together right the, the, the feathers, the norm, <laughs> whatever, but you got to decide that you're going to break through that norm and you can do it. And it, it, all it takes is one, making the decision, but two, like Jamika said, finding a group of people that you can hang around that has a higher norm than you. Now, the thing is when you get into that higher norm, it's going to be uncomfortable, right? Uh, yeah. Very uncomfortable, especially if you're on a lower status of that norm. Um, I can remember when I was, um, uh, I was in college where I met Jamaica. Yeah. Uh, and I think we was dating at this point, but we, um, I, I went to an entrepreneurship group and uh, I, I be, began to befriend a, a bunch of people uh, in, in this particular group. And they were super, super sharp people. And just put it in perspective, I'm from Detroit, Michigan. Um, not the, <laughs> uh, I went to Detroit public school system. I had a average, ACT score, if you guys don't know, ACT is like the SAT. I had about a a 19, I'm not ashamed to say it, it wasn't, (laughs) it it wasn't that great. That's like almost below average. It's like the the most average score it is. But in this group, you know, you had, I'm black. If you guys didn't know, if you couldn't tell by my, my, uh, accent, (laughs) but you know, in, in this group, it was majority, uh, white people. Um, and I, different cities are different, right? And Detroit and Michigan in particular, it's super, I don't know if you say segregated, but it's it's definitely much different from it's others. a lot
1: more black than white. It's a lot say. more let's let's say it that <laughs> way.
0: It's a lot more black than white. So long story short, I grew up in school. All my schools were 99.9% black. I can count on my finger how many white people there were. Um, you know, and obviously in my family, we are all black, uh, everywhere I went with this all black. So when I got into college, you got I was introduced to a lot more cultures and I had the privilege of traveling and everything, but long story short, I found myself in this entrepreneurship group. Most of them were white. And most of them, you gotta be honest with yourself. They were super sharp and they were sharper than me. And a lot of them had, we we're talking we, you know, obviously ACT scores come up, but one of the some of them, they had three sixes. I think was the highest that you can get. I'm up here in a the nineteen. They were sharp. They were super sharp. But I had to put myself in that environment if I wanted to go to the next level. I couldn't be intimidating and say, I don't belong here because they're sharper than me. But I had to come up to their level and come up to a new norm. And I couldn't go in there thinking like I'm all high and mighty, but I got in there to learn and to um, understand how they thought. And not to say that they thought better than me, but they definitely thought different than me. Um, but there's one person in that group um, named Brett Coffin. We'll, we'll probably have him on the, the podcast at some point. But he ended up starting a company called Remind 101. Formerly, well, it was formerly Remind 101. Now it's Remind. Um, but long story short, that's like a hundred and something million dollar company right now. But I still know this guy from but putting myself in a different norm. I'm I'm going on a tangent, Mika. All right, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, I remember I remember personally when you went through this transition and it was it was challenging for me too. Really? Because um it was like you were changing who you are and I was like who are these people? These are not our friends. Uh what is this new group? What are you so excited about? And it just challenged me like okay it's it's time to get around different people yep. and it's time if we're really serious about entrepreneurship if we're really serious about doing something different taking our lives to the next level we have to get around different people
0: absolutely and, and i know I, I talked about white and black but it's really not a white or black thing right there i could have found an entrepreneurship group that was all black that was super sharp and getting 36 on the hct scores you know that yeah that exists but in this particular case the group was all white. And for me, it doesn't matter. White and black really doesn't matter. But
1: it was a challenge because, and it was a good challenge because it was people you wouldn't normally hang around.
0: Right. Exactly. For yep. you,
1: for where you came from, it, you know what I'm saying? It'd be different for me, but for you coming from the culture you came from, this was, this was something you really wanted to step outside the box.
0: Yeah. And you, you can't be afraid to step outside of the box. Like you won't grow unless you step outside the box. Right. I mean, think of the box as your comfort zone. I mean, comfort zones is what kills 99% of dreams. You are you know, we, we get comfortable with a certain uh, a certain uh, type of person. We get comfortable with a certain amount of work ethic. We get comfortable with uh, certain norms. We we got these norms. It, it all comes back to norms, but you got to break through that norm. The way you break through that norm is you got to decide that you're going to be uncomfortable. And you can't go into uncomfortable situations bringing comfort into it. You got to just stretch yourself Push yourself to the next level. And be open, y'all. You got to be open. Again, I know I brought up black and white. It's not black and white. It's really what level of person do you want to become? All right, here's clip number two.
2: I mean, I think we take care of each other. I want to say we're a pretty good team. But at some point, I got to go to work, right? So so I do got to pass the little guy off. I do make breakfast for us. Nice. And she makes breakfast for him. So that's the arrangement that we got, uh, something that does work really well for us is, uh, we have pretty like clear, defined, like roles mm-hmm. in terms of like, Hey, like you got this covered, I got this space covered. So I feel like we do pretty good. Like as a team,
0: you know, I, I brought up this clip and it's, it's a, a, again, one of those hidden type of hidden type of, uh, gems. He says something crucial in this and it's the whole idea of having defined roles. Um, I think a lot of times in life, we don't really know what our role is. You know, we can go to work and we we, we have a, we're a wife or a husband, or we we're um, you know, part of a certain group and or what whatever or even our friend circle, right? We all have a role that we play, but sometimes the reason why we don't excel in different areas is because we haven't defined that role. Like we don't know what we're doing. We're just going with the everyday, um the everyday type of uh uh, flow of life and just thinking life is going to take us to success take us to productivity but you got to define your role like on in your job in your career or whatever in your business what's the role that you play in that that's going to cause you to be productive he talked about in this case with his wife and um with his kid he knows his role the reason why he's productive at home is They have defined roles. Now, I'm not, you know, when it comes to relationships, sometimes roles can sound super rigid, but, you know, it really creates freedom. Um, You got to define that role. And obviously, you're flexible with it, but you got to at least know, all right, I'm going to be doing this. You do this. This is how we're going to be productive in our household. Do we have roles, Jamaica? (laughs) 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 Uh, Yeah. What do you
1: cook? Oh, Nothing. that's true. I'm joking. I cook uh, sometimes. Come on, man. Sometimes, <laughs> yes. Um, I, I think also it, it helps just understanding, defining the role, or should I say defining your purpose in life. That's good. Because that's usually why um, for myself or other people, you get frustrated or you get stagnant or you feel like you're not progressing in life because you're still wandering around feeling like what is my purpose what is my role
0: that's good now it's simple though you know sometimes when it comes to roles when it comes to purpose we think it gotta be this mighty strike from god that says boom this is your purpose this is your role no (laughs) you gotta define it just define it
1: just start with what are you good at
0: right what are you good at and then like what
1: do you enjoy
0: what do you enjoy what do you like for me at home, um, or let's this, just this go to career. Like if you're in a business and you want to thrive in business, obviously you got to do what you're good at, what you enjoy, but you got to define that. Like you got to put that on paper and say, this is what I'm good at. This is my role. This is, if I do more of this, this will help me to be productive and help move things forward. When I do other things,
1: going back to the first one, what do you not like? to? What do (laughs) do
0: you not like to do? (laughs) Yeah. And then, you know, that, that gives you freedom to say, okay, I don't like doing this. Now you got to be real with yourself with this. Yeah. Because sometimes when you define roles, you define your strength, define what you want to do. Sometimes you, you want to creep into the things that you really don't like. And because sometimes I don't, I don't know what it is like for me. I'm a great speaker. I'm a, I think I would uh, like to say, you know, maybe I'm a great speaker. I've got to stay a little humble. No, but I, you know, put me in front of a crowd. I'm, I'm going to do my thing. Right. I'm at right. my energy. I'm, I'm a flow. I'm going to have a good time. I'm just a natural writer. Right. But when it comes to like some of the, the tasks of business and, you know, marketing and, that graphics graphics and all not that his thing. it's not my thing now i can try to trick myself chick myself and say i got this
1: well everybody can do something that's not their thing but yeah. it takes like triple the effort exactly <laughs> <And> <laughs> triple, it's like it's not even worth it
0: triple the effort triple the the uh headache all that but you can get rid of those headaches if you just define what you want to do and try to get rid of as much of the other stuff that you don't want to do, and that'll help you be successful. But you got to be real with yourself. You got to say, "All right, I'm I'm really." Because sometimes we got pride and we want to hold on to stuff and say, "I'm good at this. I got this. I got this. I got this." Yeah, I try to do everything. Yeah, like I got this. I got this. But really, you don't. You don't got it. Like you got to just move on. Like do what you're good at. You agree with that?
1: Yeah. It's it's okay to have your role and where you define what you're good at and Not, you yeah. don't have to do everything.
0: Exactly. Now let, let's um, put this into add some action steps. Like this is one thing that I did um, um, a long, long time ago and probably need to redo it again. Um, but you just got to write down like all the different areas of your life, all the different areas of your life. If you're a wife or a husband or if you're in a relationship, if you, in your uh, career, in your um uh church life if you if you go to church anything like that um if you um what else what's some some other things that we do
1: you said life career family um church life social life friends friends yeah social like life. within
0: your friends community and power. within your community all, all these different things that we do we have different roles that we play In each of those things and the roles are totally different. And you got to obviously the role that I play in my house with my wife, is not the role I play, uh, on on my job and everything else. So you got to define those roles. But what you want to do is you want to write down, get very specific about what your role is there. Now that'll give you clarity. Like if you knew what your role was and the the role you play, that that'll give you clarity to show up and to be that person. But if you're vague about it, you're not gonna know what to do. You're gonna be just be trying to do everything when you can just do your role and help the organization, help the family, help the everything thrive to the next level. But let's move on, Jamaica. Anything else? No, that was that was good. All right, here's the next clip, y'all.
2: Taking a look at whatever the addiction may be could be social media, could be uh, video games, could be whatever. What a fill in the alcohol, right? Fill in the blank. The real question is, what does that do for you, right? right. What what is the function? of these behaviors, and that's gonna give you a really powerful key as to what the void is, right? It's gonna help kind of point to something, right? Mm -hmm. So we'll, we'll, since we're talking about social dilemma, we'll just go that route, right? If it's social media, think about what you get from social media, right? You get, uh, it's like approval of sorts, right? That's where the likes come in, right? right? You, You get some sort of social approval, you get to, uh, kind of see what everyone else is doing and either be inspired or be jealous depending on what kind of mindset you are going into social media and so you start boiling it down a little bit more which is like what do i get out of it right it, or am, is, is there something going on in my personal relationships that is dissatisfying and i'm using social media as an outlet as a way to escape
0: Oh y'all. So I know that clip was a little long, but I, I had to play that entire thing. Um, because he talks about some super critical things when it comes to what has your attention. Um, you know, really addiction is just really uh over attention. I don't know if that's the right like you're putting too much to it attention. You're addicted to attending. To a certain type of thing, right? What do you think?
1: Yeah, you can be addicted to anything. Right. And it's really, you're giving all the focus to that one thing.
0: Right, exactly. And what... And it by, can be
1: good or bad. It can
0: be good <laughs> or bad, right? You can you can get yourself um uh, where you're putting a lot of attention to good things. But a lot of times, most of the time, our attention goes to negative things that's pulling us away from our dreams. And what is that, Jamaica? Like, what is that force... That pushes us to the negative. It's like, it, what? I mean, I know we we know like we we have our idea, but what do you think? Like for the average person, how can they understand? Like, what is that force that's driving them to that?
1: I think he 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 talked about it, and I think it was really good how he explained it. Was that there's this void yeah. that you're trying to fulfill, yeah. um, and it's really just it's it's counter. What did he say? Uh, counterfeit.
0: Counterfeit. Yeah. that's good.
1: <laughs> so I think, I think that's a really good point that he brought up is that there's sometimes we try to fill a void in our life and to fill that void. We're falling into these different addictions. That's good.
0: And it, I, I love that word. And I love that you love that word. Counterfeit. <laughs> you, you've been, you, you're putting your attention to counterfeit things. And you know, it's something when you think about counterfeit, like counterfeit money, it looks real, but you can take out that mark, you mark it and like, no, dog, <laughs> 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 this, 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 this fake, this fake right here. Right. And, and, what, and what happens is like, if you just imagine this, you go up to the, the register you you think you got a real $20 bill, you go to cash it in and the, the, the register, that's the only $20 you got a whole, you know. You won't get much of twenty dollars. There's in, a lot in life lot. that won't be satisfied. <laughs> right, you Let's won't just say that. You won't get the twenty dollars worth of food if you don't have any other way to uh, pay. But if you think about that in life, and uh, what we do is like that addiction, it gives you that initial thought that it might work. And yeah. when you when you try to cash it in, meaning try to get fulfillment out of it, what happens? Nope. Nope, it's not nope. Fulfilling. It's not fulfilling, and it just gets worse and worse and worse and worse. Like, go ahead.
1: Yeah, I was just gonna say that usually you you don't get the fulfillment, or you thought you got the fulfillment you were looking for, and then you fall back into the addiction, and you want more of it because you think it's gonna fulfill even
0: more. Oh my goodness, you you full of death today, Jamaica. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so you you you. I'm gonna break down what she said. So you you. You, you get that counterfeit, you got that counterfeit money, you try to cash it in for fulfillment and you think you're fulfilled, but it just calls you to come back more and come back more and come back more and then ne- next thing you know, you, you're depressed. Next yeah. thing you know, you, you got anxiety, you got, you just feeling bad about yourself and then you ask and you got the nerve to ask yourself, this $20 was real. I thought it was real. <laughs> <laughs> like you go to you went to the register with a fake 20 you, you try to convince the i thought this was real no that the fulfillment that you was trying to get is not real y'all it's fake it's a it's a, a illusion it's you you you're deceived like if you think that you're going to get fulfillment out of addiction to negative things it's not going to happen and that those negative things can take the form of a lot of stuff it can be social media right
1: yeah i think um sometimes when we hear addiction, we think of more extreme things. Yeah. Like drugs, Drugs alcohol alcohol and those different things. And I like how we talked about it when it comes to social media, because there's nothing wrong with social media. Absolutely nothing wrong. Um, It's an amazing tool. Yeah. Amazing networking tool. But at the same time, what we've noticed certainly with people in our culture is that depression has risen anxiety has risen and sometimes some of these things are not biological sometimes some of these things are in our control and what's happening is that we have a lot of people have let's say got addicted to social media got addicted to comparing the joneses as we like to say yeah yeah and then you fall in this bucket And now all of a sudden now you're depressed or you have anxiety or you're just not fulfilled in life. And it's like, you have everything in the world. What are you talking about? Yeah.
0: (laughs) And it's, it's two sides to it, right? You got the side of it. That's what you just said. Like, you know, you, you start comparing yourself like that. You got total control over. Like you just got to stop comparing yourself. You just got to be grateful for the life that you have exactly. like that. You, you got complete control over. Now the other side of it. It's really just the addiction to, cause like when you go through those pictures and you flipping through you, there's dopamine that's released and you, you, it creates a loop and the dopamine. It's the same thing that's involved with drugs and different things like that. But you get addicted to this, looking at pictures, looking at pictures, looking at different video. You want to see the next thing. And what happens is that creates anxiety that creates, um, a, a negative state of mind. If you get too caught up into it. Um, there one time, um, we were moving. I don't know if you remember this. We were in Tampa, uh, at the time, but we were moving. I don't know if we're moving in or moving out, but long story short, I would go to the truck, bring, bring things back into the house or the, we were in the apartment at that time, but I would bring stuff back into the apartment. And every time, every single time I came back, as soon as I hit the stairs, I pulled out my phone. Okay. (laughs) Like, literally every single time I pulled out my phone. Now I did it so many times. I was like, man, next time I'm not going to pull out my phone. Oh wow! It took me like maybe five times to stop forgetting to not pull out my phone. I was like, wow, well, I'm a, I'm addicted. Now, now the addiction can be a lot of different things uh, from a social or um, a technology standpoint. Sometimes we're addicted to email. Right. Oh, yeah. Um, You know, you you, uh, go to your email every five minutes, every 10 minutes or Um, you're addicted to notification, Like notifications come to your phone every five, ten minutes. You have minutes to and you go and look at it, and you got to go look at it. Or you're addicted to a game on your phone. Oh yeah, and you got to play this game every five, ten minutes. Oh, and
1: don't sell, don't let the game say you can make money. Right, <laughs> right. So, Casino right on your phone. Right,
0: exactly. So all these things are what drives us away from mastering our day. Yeah. Now, are, am I saying? don't do those things. Yeah, you you can do those things, but you don't want to have it where it's mastering you, right? Part of mastering your day is you have 100% have to master technology and you have to put it in its proper place.
1: Yeah, that that's probably the biggest thing is that there's nothing wrong with technology. It's just you controlling the technology, right? Not letting it control you,
0: not letting it control you. And if you don't, like you you're killing your productivity especially because it's it it comes back to I know we spent a lot of time on this but it's important but it, it comes back to focus like when you're creating like all of us are creators you know um yeah and and some created state, to create you're created to create as a uh, dr station says um you you gotta put yourself in a state of mind of creation but what happens is when you put your attention on other on social media on email on and it's like um, going back and forth between different things. And you, you don't put your focus into to get into a flow state, they call it. Right. You want to get into that flow state where creation is just flowing out of you. But if you're going to your email, checking your phone, checking social media, checking Instagram, Facebook, you're not going to get the focus that you need to create on a higher level. You grew with that.
1: Yeah. And I think it, it makes me think back like in corporate world where there was certain emails that were important, just getting in that perspective. There's emails that are important, and then there was emails that were distraction.
0: That's good, yeah. So
1: what happens is that that we're talking about is that these different things, they can be addictions, and all these addictions are just distractions to you, ver- stopping you from going towards your purpose, stopping you from, yes, you can be inspired from social media, but... When are you going to put something in action?
0: Oh, that's good. So
1: you're just going to keep being distracted versus taking action.
0: I know that it can be a rabbit hole because what happens is you're like, I'm gonna uh, watch this YouTube video on motivation and I'm gonna get motivated, but then yes. next motivated to do something, right? But next thing you know, you watch thirty videos of being
1: motivated, <laughs> of being
0: motivated. Yeah. You ain't done nothing. Come on now, we got to get it together. Uh, it is, obviously, we we all fall into this, but so but yes. everybody. Um, you know, one, we got to give action stuff. So when it comes to this, one thing I recommend um, in the course that we're creating, we, we help people to um, have what I call um, focus time. You want to have focus time. Like take 90 minutes out of your day where you say, this 90 minutes, I'm going to do X. Like whatever that is for you, you need to do that for 90 minutes and nothing but that. Now you can mix in the Pomodoro method. You can do a lot of different things to do it, but you want to make sure you commit your time to doing what is going to push you towards your goals. But this has been a great time, Jamaica. Thank you so much yes, for awesome. bringing your depth, your beauty, your, your love to the people. Um, everybody. We had a good time with y'all. Hope you enjoyed this. We're on Instagram at Daryl junior and at, jameika woods at jameika woods but we want to hear from you we want to know how we're doing we we created this podcast not to just to be sitting up talking we created this to help people to be productive to master the day to take their day where it's producing the life that they want anything else jameika
1: no that was really good all right see you guys next time
0: peace